What's up, everyone? This is Hunter. And I'm Brooke. And this is the Heart Stuff Podcast. Where we talk about the things that take up space in our hearts. If this is your first week listening, just so you know the layout a bit of what we do, we Brooke shares a quote with me mm-hmm. that I've never heard, and we talk about it. Then after that... Uh, Brooke and I discuss various topics, and Brooke drops some knowledge on all yeah. of us. Okay. Because she is very wise. <laughs> oh my gosh. She's amazing. So you have a quote? Yeah, I have a quote. This one's kind of deep. Peace and mental health are forms of wealth that we must talk about passing down generationally also. Oh, that's good. Tell me what you think. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. I definitely mm-hmm. think that is a newer thing the world mm-hmm. is is starting to discuss really and believe yeah. in because i think uh even parts of my generation but i think my generation was the first one mm-hmm. uh it's always just been about money it's yeah. always been about success what can you show your children on how hard you work and like what items can you give them yes when you pass? Yeah. all of the other things but i will say this i would go as far as to say it will be difficult to maintain or create like monetary wealth mm-hmm. without mental health and peace. I think that, yeah, that's good. That's really true. I think, yeah, when I read this, I was just like, man, that is where I want like my focus to go for my children and our yeah. kids. You know, I want them to understand like, you know, even if they struggle with mental health, to understand like how to communicate that and how to talk it out and to be a safe place, but also like give them space yeah. to like experience those things and give them space to like desire peace and sort that out and then like have peace. Sure. Yeah. You know, that's something I feel like I've been learning the hard way, uh, specifically with our oldest, about I didn't realize how young you can feel deep things. Yes, such complicated I had no idea. I feel guilty that I've been like, you're nine years old. Yeah. Life is not that hard. Like, everything is kind of handed to you. You know, I I feel very guilty because I've recently started to understand he feels things on the deepest levels. He has the biggest questions, the biggest Mm -hmm. fears, the biggest joys. And and so... I, I really am starting to see that it is important for him that we give him space to feel the big things mm-hmm. and the bad things, but also hold his hand as we usher him into a healthy place. Yeah. Um, that I just don't think, like I don't think our parents, no no shame to them. Yeah. They, they were doing their best at when we were nine. We're right. thinking about that. Yeah. You know? And I also think like how do I balance that? Right. How do I give a healthy space for emotions while also like, like not making emotions bigger than they are. Sure. You know, how do I, and so I don't know, but I just love that, that like peace and mental health are forms of wealth. And I love the thought that like peace and mental health being a form of wealth. Yeah, I do too. I love that. I love just thinking about like, you know, I'm more rich in this because like I have peace or. Yeah. And how many times have you heard people say like, or, or maybe not even heard, but experienced, you know, the, the millionaires and billionaires of the world uh, hating their lives. You know, right. they've talked about how they're lonely or, I mean, even on, in a very unfortunate way, 
You know, a lot of times we're seeing millionaires with with all the mouth we could aspire to have mm-hmm. committing suicide. Yeah. And and it's just like a thing of w- what more is there to wealth than money? So yeah. I love that. Yeah, me too. All right. So today. <laughs> this week is going to be a bit of a different layout about what we talk about. Yeah, um, we already have actually started a podcast for today. Yeah. Um, and then we stopped it. Um, we were going to talk about parenting. Mm-hmm. We um, were a couple minutes into it and we had started talking. But if you've listened for the past couple weeks, um, we like make a lot of references to like our story or what, where we're at or divorce or parenting and things like that. And um, we stopped it because we feel like before we talk about things like divorce and healing and parenting, um, we kind of have to be vulnerable and tell our story. <sighs> yeah, we have to talk about <laughs> how we got here yeah, and why we now do these things together. Can I be honest that I feel like my I'm in a much more healed place now than I was a year or two ago, and sure. my healed heart can process things much better than my unhealed heart could. Um, but I would be lying if I said that I've like sorted through all of these things. Yeah, yeah. Um, that I've sorted through the past couple years of our life, you know. And so, you know, I want to be vulnerable, and I want to say things and I want to tell our story and I want to be honest but I also think that there are parts of this that like we might struggle vocalizing because like it might be kind of like unhealed parts of our story sure this might uh this might sound choppy as a listener but this is just sorry (laughs) real and vulnerable and unedited and just us trying to be fair to you and ourselves at the same time but we felt like we were moving kind of like tapping around the, t- the this yeah we felt like we were essentially avoiding a part of the equation that will make the rest of the topics we talk about make a little more sense um, this is kind of the groundwork and the foundation of understanding why we approach certain things mm-hmm. certain ways and you know we were talking about parenting well parenting after divorce is much different than parenting prior to divorce yeah. and so we were realizing that we were going to probably touch on a couple of those topics without actually under- helping you understand as a listener really what the situation is. So I feel like as as hard as the story is to tell, I feel like there are a lot of really great moments for you and I in it as well. Yeah. And I feel like we should go back to the very, very beginning of like we knew each other many years ago. Many years ago. Via years. church. Yeah. Um, but then our lives really just went separate ways. Mm-hmm. Um, we We actually live in the town that we met in. Yeah. But really, your life took off. You mm-hmm. went different ways. I stayed here for a few more years. Then my life took off and went different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, all culminating yeah. in us coming back together. Um, and we really didn't know each other that well. Um, no, it had I... been years and years since we had spoken. Yeah. But really, it all came back together when um, I was hired at a church that you already worked at. Yeah. Um, and it was actually funny on... Like my first big interview, uh, Brooke walks in. I'm like, "What? Hold on!" Like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I had no idea. Right. And then she proceeds to grill me in the interview. So I, I just want to put that out there that <laughs> that I am who I am. We are now married, but Brooke was out to get me. And I still, <laughs> in that and I still grill you. <laughs> yeah, it's true. She was out to get me. Um, but 
eventually we ended up working together. Yeah. And so that was kind of the first really step in all of this. So we started working together. Mm-hmm. And this is where <laughs> vulnerability and and honesty is going to come into play because we do want there to be lessons learned even yeah. from our situation. Yeah, I think that you know, someone the other day was just asking me like you know, what do you think you learned in this? And like I had a list. Yeah. And I think that it's a miss if you don't go through experiences in your, in your life, even ones that maybe decisions you made and you don't later reflect and learn something from them. Yeah. Um, and I do want to reference something from previous podcasts about how you can feel two things at once. Yeah. And so this is the, the remainder of this story. This middle section of this story is very much a here's what happened. And I'm so glad you are my wife. Yeah. But I would not encourage others to do this. No. So Brooke and I started working together. And the reality is we became like actual best friends. Like there was there was nothing to it. We really, really loved each other. Mm-hmm. I I would I would go to Brooke um really just every day at work. We'd we'd hang out. We'd we loved working on things together. We loved being creative together. We think very similarly in a few areas. And so mm-hmm. um really we just had a lot of fun. We were probably the most similar yeah. in our likings on the staff. Mm-hmm. So we naturally just kind of went to each other, which Here's I don't our think first is lesson. Yes. <laughs> which which I think is probably the first thing of I we personally yeah. are not against male and female friendships. I mean, that's going to happen. There's nothing wrong with that. But I also realized that we should have seen that we were Yeah. I think there's close. an ap- appropriate level of male and female friendships, Absolutely. right? Like and there was a long time in our friendship where it didn't cross that line. We weren't texting outside of work. No. We weren't having any conversations that no. were inappropriate. Like really, that wasn't happening. But, you know, looking back, there was an important part and I would say both of our in our friendship together and in both of our separate relationships that like there were no boundaries set. Correct. And like I will take ownership for that in my situation, right? Like I wasn't setting appropriate boundaries. As, as will I in mine. Um and so first lesson, right? Like we approach male female relationships in this marriage very differently. Absolutely. Right? Because we understand like I set my own boundaries and then we set boundaries together. Absolutely. And and really before we dive into the divorce section of this, we just want to say we have zero intent of of mentioning our exes, mentioning information about them, speaking poorly of them. Um as you'll hear through this story, uh they are a part of it. However, they don't deserve us to speak on their behalf or yeah. or speak anything about them. Um, and so w- Brooke and I had a great friendship. Um, it was awesome. I she was my best friend. I loved being around her. I was excited to see her. But truthfully, it was it was a healthy friendship. But there was a moment <laughs> until it wasn't. Yeah. Until it wasn't. And unfortunately, if you have not set yourself some guardrails mm-hmm. to avoid situations, then. When you're in the moment, my dad used to say this to me all the time, if you don't know before the situation comes up, you're not going to make the right decision like in the situation. Mm-hmm. And and that's really what happened. And mm-hmm. I, I want to I mention, it wasn't some physical thing that Brooke and I had that okay. blossomed and right. we just ran away together. Really, what happened is we opened up to each other about our marriages. Mm-hmm. The intent was not in any way to 
have anything come from it. However, right. we were vulnerable in a way that a male and a female that are not in a relationship should not be vulnerable with mm-hmm. each other. And because of that, we really connected in a way that was meant for our spouses. Yeah. And we also found something in each other that we weren't finding yeah. in our relationships at the time. Mm-hmm. I've never said this. You've never said this, but um, we should have been putting work into the relationships we had. Yeah. But we we were focused on the hurt and the pain from mm-hmm. that, that when we opened up to each other, we found the feelings that we wanted to find. Yeah. We found the comfort and the teamwork and the yeah, the yeah. friends part of what we were missing. Right. And so that led to a relationship. Yeah. It really was not a preconceived idea. It really I know, was I know that's like a hard thing. Yes. To like It was not premeditated by yeah, any means. Yeah, I think that that's hard for people to like understand. Sure. But you know, the other day somebody asked me, "How do I think we got to the place where this happened?" And I think that in my personal life, one of the re- ways I got there is because I don't know if you've ever heard that quote of like people who do questionable things are people who can't be questioned. Mm. And I think that I was very much like in that in that kind of place in my life where mm-hmm. like, don't question what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Don't question me about that. Mm-hmm. And I think that that in turn, I had this defense up of like, don't like ask me what I'm doing. Don't ask questions about what I'm doing, even in my job. You know, sure. I feel like I had that attitude of like. Don't I don't want to be bothered by your questions. And I think that in turn it led to me, you know, doing questionable things because sure. like I wasn't allowing people in. Yeah, and and so we began a relationship and very quickly it became obviously unhealthy, obviously disrespectful and betraying of the marriages we were in. Mm-hmm. Um disrespectful and betraying of the job we both had as yeah. church ministers Mm -hmm. um and so really it was a couple weeks yeah we a a couple weeks went by and we quit our jobs and initiated divorces it's so hard to say this publicly and the reason is not from embarrassment um because i have definitely had my fair share of that um i've had my fair share of people guilt tripping us and friends leaving um, and communities just totally like dropping us. There's been a, a whole lot of that. Yeah. Um, but really it's just, it's hard to say because now in the place that we're in, in our marriage, mm-hmm. um, I can't ever imagine being in a place like that again. Yeah. And, and so uh, when I think about the decisions we made, mm-hmm. they're hard to own. Yeah. Um, it's not the kind of man I want to yeah, be. Yeah, it's not like the person I feel like I am. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I look back on those decisions and I'm like, man, how did I get there? We, the reason we're choosing to talk about this um, is because we want to help people who are there. Um, we we yeah. want to be able to talk about parenting and um, help people that also have been there and now are past that yeah. and and are in new marriages with blended families mm-hmm. and and we want to be able to discuss what that's like for us and hope that it yeah. it hits you a bit where you are right um or where you feel like you're going and yeah. um we want to just be vulnerable and honest and so we quit our jobs 
we left our marriages Mm -hmm. and we began a new life together. And listen, the beginning of that relationship, while there were great moments because it's a new relationship and the quote honeymoon phase, um, we brought a bunch of crap into our relationship. I do want to say if you're listening and you maybe were around for this, maybe yeah. you were like a part of this, yeah. maybe you were like affected by it. Yeah. Um, I know that little part where we said, okay, we ended marriages, we got divorces and we moved in together. Like, I don't want you to feel like we're not um, respecting that maybe like our decisions affected or hurt you. Um, like, I just wanted to give a moment for that. You know, we can't go into every little detail in here because we have to still protect the people that like, were a part of our lives and yeah. protect the situations um, for other people's sake. But I just don't want you to think that we skimmed over that like it wasn't a big deal. We understand that like our decisions affected other people and even some people's like thoughts about God and church. And so yeah. uh, we don't want to just skim over that and make you feel like we don't care. Um, we do. And, you know, I don't know if we've ever said this, but like we're sorry. Um, Very much. That we hurt people and we're selfish in our yes. decisions. Yes. Um yeah, I think it's natural for us to kind of move forward because yeah, there's, we there's, have. there's, yes, it's, we have moved forward as well as we've reached out to individuals and, and said this, had an apology personally, yeah. um, as well as like Brooke just mentioned, just trying to not give detail that would be conflicting for someone else. Yeah. Um, yeah. so we, so yes, very well said. We got together. We're together. We moved in we together. We moved in quickly and uh became an instant family. I mean, really we one day we were not together and the next day we were. And so as you can imagine, um think back on even, you know, teenage breakups. Yeah. Like think about ending a relationship on a Tuesday. A multi-year relationship. Mm-hmm. And then starting a new one on Wednesday. Yeah. You don't give yourself time right. to work through things. Mm-hmm. You have not given yourself time to grow. As well as we are willing to just like grab it and, and admit it. We're also starting a relationship through a sinful action. And so there are things that like we are bringing into our relationship that we don't even see. Yeah. And it is going to oh, be yes. turbulent. Yeah. We... um. We reference this quote all the time. I mean, we probably still once a week talk about this. We had someone give us advice when we first got together, and they were like, if I could tell you one thing, I would say to, like, put to bed, like, make peace with, like, your past relationship and, like, tie it up in a bow and before you start your new one. Yes. Um, we did not. We did not do that. And, well. It caused a lot of issues. Yeah, it did. Um, and not even, you know, we actually just like this week almost were kind of referencing some of this and we were having issues with each other that really were stemming mm-hmm. from things that had nothing to do with each other. Yeah. But we were all we had. And, yeah. And we were, we were either hurting or mm-hmm. doing the hurting yeah. and we were fighting each other because we were, we were ending relationships and and walking into new seasons of life yeah, together when we hadn't really like wrestled with it individually. Yes. Yeah. And it's hard. Um, if you've gone through a divorce or are, or, you know, it's hard to feel the emotions of ending a relationship and 
while the person that you're trying to love is watching you. Yes. It, it feels very like betraying of the person you're with now. Yes. To like have sadness or have emotions that like uh, to have the natural emotions that happen when you like you're grieving. When something ends. Yeah. You and are grieving. Even if you you know, so that's something I would say is like if you do know someone who's going through a divorce, I would love to just tell you this piece of advice is like nobody just like chooses divorce without a little bit of like hurt. Yeah, no one wakes up. And it's like, this will be fun. And it's like, you know what? I want to get divorced. And I think that some people, that's how they looked at us. Yes. Um, because we kept things very tight, like close to our chest. You know what yes. I mean? Like we really kept kind of things pretty close that I think people thought we were like at home skipping around the house. Yeah. Like being so excited, throwing divorce parties. But like we weren't. No. And I understand there are some people that like they struggle through things. They throw a divorce party. I promise you, even the people that are throwing parties are going home and crying and mourning some mourning some things. People throwing divorce parties <laughs> or, or wearing T-shirts that were like, I got the better deal or whatever. That is masking deep, deep hurt. Yeah. You will never change my mind on that. As someone <laughs> who has gone through divorce, um, and I know what I put myself through. I know what I put someone else through. Like, it is not a party situation. It is not an enjoyable act. Right. Um, and so, yeah, that is something we both feel pretty strongly about. If you are close to someone going through a divorce, if you are going through a divorce, but really I think I'm speaking to the people who are around divorce right yeah. now. The only thing I would encourage you to do is just continue being loving. Yeah. Because you don't realize that there is a there is a whole world for that person that is ending. Mm-hmm. That that they are lacking love, which is probably why they're where they are. Yeah. And so they know, even if they don't seem like it, guys. Right. Listen, even if it seems like they're like, hey, I'm happy I'm here. I'm mm-hmm. glad I did what I did. They know what they're doing. Yeah. And they have a natural self-guilt and self understanding right. of what's going on you they don't need your opinion right now right and like what other option do you have once you've done like okay you once you've decided to get a divorce and like you're on your way and you've moved in and ended things and jobs what other option do you have except for to own it <laughs> there is none. i mean there is that moment and we talked about it so many times where like at that time you're just like what else do i do but like own this yeah and we also stayed Brooke and I chose to stay completely silent. Um, and so I think that could have come across as even an arrogance about it. Yeah. We're not even going to talk about it. We're, they're, mm-hmm. not, they're not even going to bring light to it. Yeah. Well, no, there's plenty of light on it. You don't yeah. need us yeah. to let you know this happened. Let me just say this, and I don't think we've ever talked about this, but you know, when you make a decision like that, you've made it and you've moved forward and it, and it feels like, the right decision for your future, but almost immediately you feel a little bit of, what, what have did I, done? I do? Yeah. <laughs> we just like looked at each other and like, what have I done? Yeah. You don't know all the people that it's going to affect. No. And I think you referenced that thing your dad said, like if you don't know, like going into a situation, how you're going to respond to it. Yes. If you don't know the right, decision going into a situation like a difficult one Mm -hmm. you're not going to make the right decision while you're in it yeah and so there were nights where I was just crying and being vulnerable like frustrated because 
I had hurt so many people and I didn't know like, who am I and why did I do this and what these decisions. But I think that you're, it, you almost come to this point where you're like, what am I going to do except for own it? Nobody's going to feel sorry for me. Right. That I'm sad that I hurt their feelings. And right. They're probably honestly going to think that that emotion is fake. Right. And so what am I supposed to do oh. except for just be like, okay, I did this and now I'm going to be happy or at least force myself to be. You know, there's this really difficult thing about working at churches. Um, this still exists. Like I, I see this in other people. We don't work at churches, but you're kind of not allowed to feel certain things after mm-hmm. you mess up yeah. <laughs> because yeah. you held a standard. Yeah. People held you at a standard and you should have held yourself at that standard. Yeah. I mean, listen, we are willing to admit that, but you know, our professional jobs were to help people going through situations mm-hmm. just like the one we were in, but we found ourselves completely alone. Yeah. Everyone just took off. And there are times where I'm like, well, I mean, what else were they going to do? And then there are times where I'm still like, why'd you have to leave? Yeah. It, these are the times we needed people. And, and it's still, it's, it is still hard to not be bitter at times where I'm like, listen, I know I made the wrong decision, but that means you had to, you couldn't talk to me anymore. And I think that, you know, there are a couple of people who are my really like, they're my best friends, yeah. right? When I, yeah. um, they're my very best friends. And if, they're listening to this they would probably be like well we didn't we didn't walk away from you you walked away from us but there was a season in our um when we got together it'd probably been about six months Mm -hmm. where i really just became like unable to deal with the like emotions and questions but also like maybe people weren't giving me judgment but i was feeling that sure and so like the weight of that became very like unbearable for me. I wasn't responding to texts or I wasn't going because I just was very like shut down emotionally. Yeah. Um, you know, to, to use maybe it's self-induced trauma, but like we'd been through, through some trauma. Yeah. Um, and it was a heavy trauma to process. Yeah. I didn't realize, um, how much like leaving that job I had was going to affect me. So really jump ahead a couple years we're here we sitting are. here recording a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think as this podcast continues to develop and you listen to more episodes, you'll hear a lot about the last couple years. Mm-hmm. Um, because everything we do and the way we see everything is directly correlated to all of our life. Mm-hmm. But... I mean, the last two years have been... Yeah, have shaped us a lot. Yes, I, and there's been shaping and then breaking mm-hmm. and then reshaping. And um, and I honestly believe for the rest of our lives, the divorce and the way we went about it will will continue to shape the way we see things. Um, yeah. And I'll actually say this, to, to maybe end on... Uh, hopefully more of like a positive note, if you will, we fully believe we made the wrong decision to go about this how we did. Mm -hmm. However, we are here. Mm -hmm. We got to celebrate a year of marriage this year. In 2022, or this last year, I guess, in 2022, we'll be celebrating two years of marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, Our marriage is healthy. Yeah. And it's taken some really awful situations yeah. to get healthy. But to the people who 
find themselves in the middle of divorce, have been divorced. You may be a few years into a second, third, whatever marriage. Yeah. Um, I think for a season, I started to believe, oh, okay, my marriage with Brooke will never be blessed and like fully capable mm-hmm. of being good. And our kids will, will be underdeveloped because they've gone through X, Y, and Z. Yeah. But I will tell you this, if you are willing to put in the work and just continue having hope and picking each other every day, mm-hmm. then like there is hope for you as a person and your relationship. I did not think we were ever going to be able to be okay. Yeah. Um I never thought we'd be able to like sit on the other side of this and while this still feels emotional and yeah. while there's still like Things we're sorting through. I yeah. just talked to someone the other day about, you know, sometimes, right, it's not God, like, punishing you. It's just the consequences for your actions. Yeah. There are natural consequences. Yeah. There are natural steps back. Yeah. From maybe decisions that I've made. Yeah. Um, that we've made. And so I never thought, though, we'd be on the other side and able to just kind of sit here and be like, yeah, we did it. And, like. I, for a long time, I felt like saying sorry mm-hmm. was like a betrayal of the decision I made. Right. And it's it's great to be on the other side with like this heart that's much more healed mm-hmm. and being able to say like, I love you and I choose you. Mm-hmm. And I'm also sorry that I chose you in the way that I did. And I'm also sorry to people yeah. um, for the way that I handled myself. But I still love Hunter and I'm thankful for like what God can use and like what God can make out of broken things, you know? Yeah. So. That's her story. Yeah. I am excited to see where the rest of our story goes. Yeah. I believe in us so much. And so I just think we're awesome. (laughs) And I think, I just think we have something really special and, and I refuse to let the darkness of the beginning of our relationship forecast the remainder. Yeah. So I love you. I love you too. Thanks for listening guys. We'll see you next time. See ya.